Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another podcast. We started a new series recently called Fresh Beginnings, New Disciplines, and it's 2021. We're currently three weeks into the new year, and we want to begin setting new disciplines for this year. And we talked about a couple things already. Today, I want to talk about proper leadership for our lives. And this past Sunday, we spoke about a lesson we called Nothing But Jesus, how that everything this world offers us is vain and temporary and useless compared to what Jesus has promised us. And it was a really good lesson for me to wrap my mind around and calibrate my heart to. And I want to continue thinking about that today as I, as I use a passage today that I used as a cross-reference this past Sunday, and it comes from Philippians chapter 3, verses 17 to 21. Let me just read the passage here, and then we'll sort of talk about it and what I want to talk about today. Paul, the Apostle Paul speaking, says, Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I've often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame, with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. I want to talk about the God of belly today, the God of belly it's an interesting phrase that Paul uses, and I want to think about the God of belly today because it's, according to Paul, it's happening a lot. It's happening to many, and I believe that many applied back then, and it also applies even today. And if you've been following the news, which I believe everyone has to some degree, it's been a weird last nine or ten months, but politics is actually giving us an interesting metaphor for spiritual truth that's being represented here in Philippians 3. And it's what I want to talk about today. I want to use politics, which I usually don't bring up. I want to use politics today as a metaphor because I think it's quite an interesting metaphor and helpful to what we're uh, learning here from Philippians 3 from Paul's example. You see, we just had an election. Actually, the election was about two months ago, but uh, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, uh, was elected. We called him president-elect. You know, he's in this limbo period from November till now. And then January 20th came, which was only yesterday, and Joe Biden was inaugurated and became our 46th president, I believe he is. And I told you the politics that are going on right now are an interesting metaphor for what this passage is representing. And I just want to use that metaphor right now because I think it's quite interesting and quite unique. You see, Donald Trump, he just became our ex-president. And Joe Biden has become our new president. I'm not telling you anything new here today. I'm just stating the foundation here. So basically, we handed, we just handed over our leadership, the leadership of our country, away from one leader to the next. And yes, that was a kind of a messy process, and a lot of people didn't want to hand over that leadership. But it looks like it went forward. Yesterday was the inauguration. Joe Biden is officially our president. And whether or not you like Joe Biden or not, he is the new leader of the United States. And I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of that. But basically what that means is that now... President Biden can make decisions to direct this country where he thinks it should go 
And Donald Trump, our ex-president, no longer gets to. Donald Trump was taken out of the Oval Office and Joe Biden was put into the Oval Office. So again, regardless of whether we like Joe Biden or not, he is our new president and he is our new leader and will lead our country, the United States of America. Well, using this as a metaphor once again, because that's my point. My point is not to talk about politics, but to use this as a metaphor for what it says in Philippians 3. We, we have a heart, okay? <clears throat> you and I have a heart, and we're going to call that heart today, for the sake of our metaphor, the oval office of our souls, okay? Our hearts are the oval office of our souls. And we used to have a leader of that heart. And that leader, according to scripture, was the devil. The devil used to be, if you're a Christian, he used to be the leader of your heart. And then Jesus came to this earth. And he, in a sense, ran for office. He came to this earth, he ran for office over hearts, and some of us elected Jesus to run our hearts and govern our hearts, and some of us did not. But some of us said yes to Jesus. We elected Jesus to govern our hearts and therefore we kicked the devil out of the oval office of our souls, which is our hearts. And I'm not referring to Trump or Biden being like the devil or being like Jesus. My metaphor is breaking off now. This is just a metaphor of one leader leaving and another leader coming in. So the devil was the leader of our hearts. But Jesus came to govern our hearts so the devil had to leave so that Jesus could come in. And most of us who are Christians are thankful that Jesus is now the leader of our hearts because he's a good leader. He's the best leader any of us could ever hope for. He's good. He's kind. He's compassionate. He's strong. He's loving. He guides our ships and guides our hearts where we want it to go, where we believe is the best possible place we could go, which is the kingdom of God. And then Paul says something strange here in Philippians 3. Paul says, according to this passage, that many people have rejected Jesus Christ as their leader of their hearts, of the Oval Office of their souls, and they have re-elected the devil. But it's in a much more subtle way. See, the devil told us, all of us, that we don't need a leader at all. We don't need a leader of our hearts. We can govern our own hearts. That actually, if we don't elect Jesus Christ... We can actually govern our own hearts and we can be led by our own desires. And man, doesn't that sound great? Doesn't that sound great? If Listen, if we in America didn't, either, didn't have to su submit to either Trump or Biden, which really isn't an option, but imagine if that was an option. Imagine if on uh, the ballot there was a section for Trump, a section for Biden, and a section to govern yourself. Imagine if that was one of the options. And they were going to count the ballots and, and see which one won and one of the options was that we could all govern ourselves. I'm pretty sure that one would win. <laughs> as much as we like Biden or Trump, I believe most of America would say, you know what, we don't need a leader. Let's just govern ourselves. But that's not an option in the United States of America. Maybe it will, day, will one day soon. We're kind of trending that direction, but it's not an option. We had to elect Biden or Trump, and Biden won. But... Wouldn't that be great if we could just govern ourselves, if our own desires could just govern our own lives? We could make our own laws. We could do whatever we wanted to. We could, we could do whatever lines up with our own desires at any given time. Wouldn't that be amazing? That no matter what we wanted to do, we could do it? 
There would be no consequences for simply satisfying our own desires, no matter what, no matter where, no matter who we were with. Now, to some of us who are wiser than that, that doesn't sound that attractive because we know that would lead to chaos, absolute chaos and crime and horrible, horrible things. But at least in principle, it's a good idea. But you see, unlike most politicians, Jesus is the truth teller. Jesus tells the truth. He told us that he came to this earth to save us and to reign over our hearts so that he could shepherd us to heaven. He revealed his plan in 66 books that we call the Bible or the scriptures. He gave us the plan. He said, here's the plan. Here's my, here's my purposes. You know, Here's my directives. Here's exactly what I'm looking to do. Here's my policies. Here's 66 books of my policies. Read them, get familiar with them, know exactly what I came to do, exactly what I want to do, exactly where I'm leading you, and feel free to ask questions along the way. And so even if we don't like that plan, Jesus precisely gave us the playbook and said, here is what I'm going to do. I want you to know about it. I'm revealing it to you so you can understand that what I'm doing is good and what I'm doing for you is beneficial for your soul. So you know what I believe is important. You know where I'm going. You know how I'm going to do it. Here you go. Here's the playbook. So Jesus, he's the truth teller. And we don't really know what that looks like in the life of politics because most politics don't tell the truth. But Satan, the devil, on the other hand, is, is like most politicians. He's a liar. He tells you what you want to hear. And then eventually he lets you down and he does something completely different than you expected him to do. That's what most politicians do, right? They, they tell you what you want to hear, so you'll elect them. And then when they, get, when they get in the Oval Office, they do something that they want to do, that they think is important, that they never told you they would do. Unlike Jesus, who says, here's what I'm going to do, and then he does exactly that. So the devil tells the world that they don't need anybody to rule over their hearts except themselves. That's what he tells us. We don't need a God at all. We don't need Jesus. We don't need him. We can become our own gods. Who needs a leader when we can govern ourselves? Because if the devil told us the truth, if he actually told us that he was going to govern our hearts, that he was going to reign and rule over our hearts, we would all think that's a horrible idea. I don't want the devil reigning and ruling over my heart. I don't want the devil captaining my ship. I'm not going to let the devil rule me. That wouldn't be a good idea, right? So if he told us the truth, we'd all run away from the devil and we'd run to Jesus. And if we knew those were the only two options, we'd all flock to Jesus, most of us, 95, 99% of us. But Satan doesn't say that, does he? He says, in all reality, you can govern yourself. You don't need Jesus to tell you what to do. You don't need me to tell you what to do. You can tell yourself what to do. You can govern your own heart. You can steer your own ship. And we like that idea. That sounds really pleasing to our ears. We all kind of like the principle of that, going, yes. I don't need a god or a captain at all. I can do myself. I can govern myself. I can live for my own desires. It sounds amazing to govern yourself and to do whatever you want. It sounds, in principle, like a really good idea. But it's bait. It's bait. The devil is like a master fisherman. And as soon as he drops that bait and we take that bait, what actual, actually happens in all reality is the devil sneaks into the oval office of our hearts and he starts guiding us toward evil without us even knowing it. It's what you'd call a, like a puppet regime, okay? He says, you will be the captain, you will govern your own ship, and then he sneaks in and puts his hand up the puppet and he starts doing it himself. 
So the ballot that we all signed and put our vote next to was for us to lead our own lives. Okay, we looked at the ballot and there was Jesus, there was the devil, and then there was us governing our own lives. And we liked that idea, so we all voted for ourselves. But in all reality, and again, this is, this is not literal, but in all reality, when we signed on the ballot, we were signing next to a sticker, a decal. It said us. We will govern our own lives. We will captain our own ships. But it was a sticker. It was a decal. And as soon as we put our mark on that, the devil peeled that sticker off, that decal off, and right underneath it, it said Satan. So you and I were actually voting for ourselves. We thought we were voting for ourselves, but in all reality, we were actually re-electing the devil for another term. See, according to the scriptures, Jesus came to save us. But he also, and he's not ashamed of this, came to be our Lord and to be our spiritual shepherd. And he told us that. I came not only to save you, but to shepherd you. I came to be your good shepherd. So Paul tells us that we only have one other option. There's only one other God. If, if it's not going to be Jesus Christ, it's going to be a God of our sinful pleasures, guided by the devil, who, we should know by now, is a really, really bad God. He cannot save us. He doesn't want to shepherd us the right way. And he cannot and will never satisfy us. See, but many, Paul says the word many, he says many are choosing this God and rejecting Jesus Christ because they think they can govern their own lives better than anybody else. I mean, who can captain my ship better than me? I know exactly what I want. I know exactly what's best for me. I mean, right, that's all what we all believe we're doing today. I'll make my own rules. You know, Jesus Christ, I don't want to go to hell, so save me, forgive me. But, you know, as far as governing my own life, I'll do that myself. I don't really need a lot of help. But what we don't realize is when we reject Jesus Christ, we're letting the devil rule us again. And to us, it looks like a perfect system. We don't submit to anybody. We're our own bosses. We're our own captains. We're our own leaders. We don't submit to anybody. And Paul is basically saying here in Philippians 3, not so fast. You see, there's only two options. You've been told a lie. You've been fed a lie. There's only two options, only two leaders. There's only two places to be a citizen of. We can either submit to Jesus and his plans, or we can submit to the devil and his plans. We can either follow Jesus' desires, or we can follow our own desires, which are all sinful. We can either become citizens of heaven, or we can remain citizens of the earth and will one day be destroyed along with that earth. That's what the scriptures speak. That's what they say. It's true. It's real. It's honest. And Paul describes those who choose themselves, who think they're choosing themselves to be their own God. He describes them this way. He says, their end is destruction. Their God is their belly, or so it seems. And they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. The devil, he's masterfully laid down a trap for all of us. He told us that we could be our own bosses and leaders and that we could govern our own hearts. But Paul is telling us today it's not as good as we think it is. In fact, it's terrible. It's terrible. If we can become our own gods, which is a cloak for the devil actually ruling us, it's, it's a lie, it's a cloak, then a few things happen. Number one, 
our God is our belly. Our own sinful desires steer our ship. Not Jesus, not the Lord who made us. Our own sinful desires that are against God is the thing that's steering our ship. Number two, we're glorying in those sinful things. So not only are we doing those sinful things, we actually believe they're great and we're glorying in those things. And those sinful desires should be utterly shameful to us because we were made in the image of God. So not only are they not shameful, not only are we not doing them, are we doing them, but we're also glorying in them, going, man, this is great. I love this life. Man, am I happy. Man, am I satisfied. I love doing these things. When in all reality, we should be so ashamed of those things that we should never, ever, ever want it to get out that we are doing those things. So we're doing them and we're glorying in them. Number three is we're setting our minds only on what the earth can offer us. If you're listening today, and I hope you are, it's time to stop. It's time to stop listening to the lies of the devil and to make proper informed decisions. We all need to do that today. We only have two options. Our two options are Jesus who has told us exactly why he came, exactly what he came for, exactly how to guide us, exactly how he plans to lead us, and exactly where he plans to take us. Or we can listen to the lies and we can think that we will govern our own hearts. And in all actuality, we are re-electing the devil to another term and letting him steer us toward evil and toward destruction. And as a spiritual leader and authority, I can't sit by. I can't sit by. While those I love continue listening to the lies of the worst, most dishonest politician of all time, the devil. I can't do it. We must realize that he's a liar and that he doesn't care about us at all. It's a cloak for evil. It's a cloak for sin. It's a cloak for destruction. He doesn't even care about giving us or gratifying our sinful desires. He doesn't care about that. He only knows that those things are evil and those things are going to lead us to hell. And he wants us to be destroyed destroyed along with him someday. He doesn't care about our desires. He doesn't care about making us happy in this life or the next. He simply wants us destroyed and he knows those evil desires will make it happen. So it's time to elect Jesus. Not just in principle, because I know most of us who are listening today are saying we're Christians. It's time to elect Jesus in practicality. And begin letting Jesus steer and govern every area of our lives. Because he told us he's leading us to heaven. And we know that that's true because Jesus got there first. That's where he is now. Dozens of people actually watched as Jesus ascended back into the sky and went back to heaven where he came from. And he's telling us today that if we let him govern our hearts, he is going to do the very same for us. And I want us to listen to scripture today. Please listen to the very clear, very honest, very loving scripture of God and not the lies that the devil is propagating that will eventually lead us to destruction. See, our bellies are horrible gods. Our sinful desires are horrible gods. Our desires are evil. And Paul says that instead, we should let God, Jesus Christ, govern us and steer our ship. And Paul actually says, Follow me and those who are like me. Follow me in the example that people like me have left for you. 
which is following the example and the pattern that Jesus left for us. See, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Listen to my example. Follow, to, follow people that talk like me. Follow people that listen to the scriptures. Follow people that go the way that Jesus went. And if so, then our destiny will change from eternal destruction to how Paul ends this little passage. He says, but our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. If you haven't yet, let Jesus captain your ship and govern your heart, and then one day you will become what Jesus is right now. You will become glorious. You will become exalted you will become transformed into the image of Jesus. And you will be eternally secure in your heavenly home as a citizen of heaven for the rest of eternity with eternal joy and security. And that's my encouragement to you today, is listen to the truths of Jesus Christ that come from Scripture and stop listening to the lies of your belly that tell you you can govern your own ship, you can captain your own heart, and you will one day lead yourself somewhere very, very good. It's a lie, and the devil's actually trying to govern your heart once again. Let's listen to the truth of Scripture, not in principle only, but in practicality. Give Jesus everything we have right now and say, you, please, captain me, shepherd me, guide me, govern me the way that you believe is best because I believe you are the God that came to this earth to save me, to love me, and to be with me for all eternity. I hope that's an encouragement to you. More like a sermon today than a podcast, but... Maybe it'll bless you, and I hope it does. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.